Hi, praise the Lord. So glad you can join us this evening on Thursday. And I'm hoping that you are enjoying the bone series that we have been going through this week. I know it's kind of a spooky theme, um, but we do enjoy our themes and our stories. And, um, and I'm going to go ahead and look at a different bone story here in the scriptures. Uh, I'm going to look at Samson. And uh, we're going to go ahead and read uh, from Judges chapter 15, verse 8. And I'm going to read the King James Version. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's got a pump, you know, a punch here, a oomph here for reading in the King James Version. So I'm going to go ahead and look at verse 8. And, and here he's talking about Samson. And he smote them with a hip and thigh with a great slaughter. And he went down and dwelt in the top of the rock, Etam. He has, this is what he's done to the Philistines. Remember in Judges, God would, you know, the children of Israel have crossed the, uh, the Red Sea. They're in the promised land. Their idea, you know, the goal, God's goal was for them to just kind of wipe everybody out. But uh, that's, that has not happened. They're living among the, um, the Canaanites there. And um, they're kind of blending in their practices. Um, they're losing their identity. They're losing their culture. Um, and so God is raising up these judges to kind of bring them back to him. Um, and there's multiple judges. And here we run into Samson. So on verse 9, Then the Philistines went up, pitched in Judah, and spread themselves in Leah. And then the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? And they answered, To bind Samson. We are come up to do it to him as he hath done to us. So they wanted to get rid of Samson. So then the 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock of Edom, and they said to Samson, Knowest not thou that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is it thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so I have done unto them. This is revenge. And... It's interesting. Here's the you know, this wonderful tribe that eventually the Messiah is going to come from. You know, there's three thousand of them. I mean, all three thousand of them go and talk to Samson. Obviously, that's a show of force. Um, hey, these guys rule over us. So they've they've kind of just they've given up. And they said unto him, "Where have we come to bind thee that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines?" And Samson said unto them. Swear unto me that you will not fall upon me yourselves. Swear that you won't kill me. If you're going to bind me and deliver me to the Philistines, don't kill me. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into thy hand, but surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords, so it's a new rope, and they brought him from the rock, and when they came out to Leah, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And those, you know, those brand new ropes that we were talking about that he just, you know, they just recently bought from Walmart, the cords upon his arms become as flax that was burnt with fire. So they just melt off, and he loosens the band from off his hands. That's pretty awesome. So the Spirit of the Lord comes on him. He's bound up. He, they take him into the camp of the Philistines. And the Spirit of the Lord comes on him. His ropes and the binds that he has begin to melt off and fall apart. And, and then he looks for a weapon. And what does he find? 
a new jawbone of an ass. And he put forth his hand, and he took and slew a thousand men therewith. He killed a thousand men with a jawbone of an ass. That's powerful. Now watch this. Verse 16. And then Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass, I have slain a thousand men. And he makes a song out of it. I'm sure it was a hit back then. And everybody was listening to it. With the jawbone of an ass. I mean, it has kind of has a ring to it. Might be a new Christmas song. But he grabbed what he saw. Now this is interesting. He grabbed what he saw. And he grabbed the jawbone of an ass. And of course, I I, uh, I reached out to Caleb. I said, Caleb, I, I need you to do some research for me. And, and just, just find me some good, you know, what are the uses of jawbone of an ass there is and you know we i think they need to know the congregation needs to know what else can be done with this jawbone and here it is well the jawbone of an ass can be used in a number of ways including a hammer a really somewhat inefficient spoon a baseball bat a vintage pool noodle i guess i could see that a door jam a reach extender, so if you need to grab something, a set of dentures if you lose your teeth, a beautiful piece of modern art, and of course, a club. But some people in the modern era have taken to Facebook and are using the jawbone of a donkey to spread misinformation and hateful language, which I could see that for right near an election season. So this is all things that could be done with a jawbone. But here is Samson, and he grabs this jawbone of an ass, and he uses it as a weapon. Now, this is interesting. Where are all the weapons? That's right. They don't have the weapons. The Philistines have them. They have all the weapons. They have all the resources. They have everything. And this is amazing. Samson just grabs whatever was in front of him. He was like, oh, a, a stick. Okay, I'm going to use this to kill a thousand people. It was more effective than all their tools. Why? How can he do this? How can he grab the jawbone of an ass and destroy a thousand men? Come on, a thousand to one. Those are pretty crazy odds. That's right. We read in verse 14 that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And that is interesting. Because that's what gave him the strength and that is what gave him the victory. He probably could have picked up a rock or a stick or something else, and he still would have slain a thousand men. It didn't matter what was in front of him. It didn't matter that he didn't have the resources. The Spirit of God had anointed him, and it was his time to kill the thousand men. Now, I, I, this Samson guy, by the way, I think he's an ideal guy. Uh, you should read his story. I called him uh, Lustful Samson. Uh, he seemed to be lusting after all kinds of women. <laughs> He's all over the place. Um, you know, he marries this 
Delilah, who uh, is a mess, who's trying to, who's working for the enemy. Um, have no idea how he didn't see that. And God is working through this Samson. Now, it is interesting. His song. Let me re let me sing it to you one more time. With a jawbone of an ass, heap upon heaps. With a jawbone of an ass, have I slain a thousand men? Now, do you see God's name anywhere in that? Do you see him praying to God anywhere in that? Calling upon him? No. No, Samson is a very, very carnal man. And God still works through him. I think that's very interesting. He, and then if you actually read the scriptures, he finds this call on God because he's thirsty. And so, of course, God satisfies his thirst. But he, I mean, did he even know God existed? I mean, this guy is so self-centered. Most self-centered, selfish judge I've seen. But God is still working through him. And that just blows my mind. But see, that's the beauty of this is that God will work with what he has. Even Samson, with his lack of resources and unable to get the weapons that the Philistines have. They probably have the state-of-the-art shields and weapons. And he's just grabbing something so inefficient, so ridiculous that only God would make it effective. But that's the beauty of this God we serve. See, God, God understands who he calls. God understands who he reaches out to. God understands who he brings into his church. And he knows their carnality. He knows their sins. He knows their ineffectiveness, their weaknesses. And the beautiful thing is, he said, I will fill the gap. How? When the Spirit of the Lord fell upon him. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. When the Spirit of the Lord fell upon him, that's when he went and destroyed the Philistines. The Spirit of the Lord will fall upon you, my dear brothers and sisters, during this pandemic during this crazy time we're living in and it's going to you're going to God's going to work right through you. You you have no idea what's coming. You you all you look around is we don't have the resources, we don't have the tools, we don't have the skill sets. We don't I mean have you seen my baggage, Lord? All the trauma, all the junk that I have to bring, you know, carry along with me. And God says, "Yeah. I'm going to use that." I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fill the gap. I am going to fill the gap because when the Spirit of the Lord falls upon you and you are invigorated with God, God's going to use you in your circle of people. That is my engagement for tonight is what is God calling you to do during this time? Oh, he's just calling me to weep and moan and tell me how miserable everything is. And I get it. I get it. There's lots of Eeyores out there right now. But what is God doing? 
I know. Rashi, we've heard this message before. Well, we're, you've heard it, but you haven't listened. There's a difference. God is moving. God is working. He is shifting. He is softening hearts. He is changing people's minds. And he's going to work through you. Yes, you. Well, I don't know about me. I think he's going to use somebody else. No, no, no. No, no. God's going to work through you. You. Little old you. Yep. Yep. He's going he's gonna to work through you. The Spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you. And, and he's going to fill the gap. And you're going to be able to do some amazing things for the king. What is he saying? Are you listening? Better yet, have you heard him and you just don't want to do it? Are you willing to do what he's telling you to do? It's the beautiful thing about the season we're living in. No, there's no limitations. The only limitations we place are on ourselves. God wants to work through you. He wants to make you a witness. He wants you to do amazing things in his kingdom. Whatever that may be, I don't know. I don't know. He's speaking to me. I'm having to obey him. Are you obeying? Are you listening? Are you being sensitive to what he's calling you to do? Because when that spirit falls upon you, my dear brothers and sisters, just like Samson, God just takes over. And he fills the gap. And whatever that you felt you lack is no longer there. Now there's complete confidence that God is with you. And you navigate difficult terrain because he's for you. Can we be sensitive to that? Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, I, I know there's a lot of voices right now in this season, and there's a lot of negativity, Jesus, and, and sometimes it's directed towards us, God, that we, we feel we're inadequate, Lord, or, or God, that we don't have the right resources, or we don't have the right tools, and and we just explain away everything, God, that you've called us to do. And, and I pray, God, that you don't let us talk ourselves out of whatever you've called us to do. But I pray that we would talk ourselves in, God, to the blessings that you have for us, God, to the dreams and the callings you've placed on our lives, Lord God. Let us not, God, be hampered, Jesus, by what's happening in the world, Lord, because at the end of the day, Jesus, you are our true God. You are the idol in our lives, God, not other things, Jesus. And I pray, Rod, that you begin to touch, Lord God, the, the congregation, my dear brothers and my dear sisters, Lord God, who are struggling sometimes with their lack of abilities. God, let them realize, Jesus, that you fill the gap. And God, you see everything, just like you saw Samson, God, and how imperfect he was. But yet you still worked through Samson. 
And God, if you're willing to work through Samson, you're also willing to work through someone like me. Someone like you. And I pray, Jesus, work through me. Let me do what you have called me to do. Let me listen, Jesus. Not just listen, but obey. We pray in your precious name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, we spent some time uh, with Frank and his wife on Friday in Australia. And they've started three different churches. And they reached out to other people and said, can you please send some other people to take over these works? And nobody came. And God told them, I've called them, but they have not answered. What is God calling you to do? And are you one of those people who won't answer? Or are you one of those people who will? Will you put your pride aside and your fear? And will you receive the call God has for you? I know you will. Thank you for joining us tonight. And I'm looking forward to spending time with you folks for our, our Friday night with friends. Thank you.